Welcome to PA Centered, a podcast designed to help listeners be a part of the solution to end sexual harassment, abuse, and assault. Each episode, we will take on a topic or current event to help spark conversation and break down barriers to building communities free from sexual violence. I'm Jackie Strom. I use she and her pronouns, and I am the Prevention and Resource Coordinator at the Pennsylvania Coalition Against Rape. I'll be your host today as we're joined by Lauren Dempsey and Jake Lee to learn about the Pennsylvania Health Law Project, or PHLP, and how they help folks access medical assistance. Lauren is a paralegal in Pennsylvania Health Law Project's Philadelphia office. She is part of the intake team and additionally helps advise and represent clients through the Medicaid appeals process. She joined PHLP in June 2020. Prior to that, she graduated from Temple University with a BA in criminal justice. Jake is a staff attorney in Pennsylvania Health Law Project's Pittsburgh office since 2019. He represents clients in both Medicaid eligibility and service denials. Prior to coming to PHLP, he represented low-income parents in dependency proceedings. Welcome, Lauren and Jake. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having us. We're excited for you to be here uh, because recently PCAR hosted a webinar for our network of rape crisis centers to learn more about PHLP services and how you all have helped survivors of crime. And so we'll be sure to link to that recording in the episode description in case you missed it. And so before we dive into the specifics of what PHLP does, I thought it might be helpful to start by hearing about an example of how you've assisted a survivor leaving an interpersonal violence situation and what services you were able to provide. Well, thanks, Jackie. It's always difficult here to pick one story. However, when I was reviewing my cases for help for this podcast, I thought this good example would work. Um, We had a client, we'll call her Anne. And Anne called PHLP after fleeing from an abusive marriage in a neighboring state. So she had just moved to Pennsylvania and was not working yet. And she had her two children with her and they had no health insurance. Her previous insurance was tied to her abuser's employment. Um, So when she had already applied for Medicaid in Pennsylvania, but was running into issues because when you apply for Medicaid in Pennsylvania, you have to provide certain documentations to show that your income and other things are under certain limits. So she didn't have that documentation with her. Um, She was out of her medication. She had mental health concerns uh, stemming likely from the abuse, but she just didn't have any way to get that prescription. She could not afford to pay out of pocket. So many of those requested documents the assistance office was asking for was like, how much is she getting alimony? What's child support? These things she didn't know yet. Um, The divorce was in process, but right now there wasn't anything that she could show about that documentation. And other things like the children's social security cards, other documents, those were left at home. Um, she left in abruptly and, you know, to get her children out of that situation. So she didn't, that's not one thing that you think about when you're leaving one of those situations. So we, she called us and we, through our help and advocacy, we were able to secure some of the documents that she needed, whether going to the different places to get those documents or, um, to call the county assistance office, explain her situation and say, look, we these documents exist, we just don't have them right now. Um, and what can we do to write and say or advocate that she's telling you the truth, we just can't prove this right now. 
like the county assistant's office called me back and they were saying, well, we need this, blah, blah, blah. And then here we go. And we talked to the manager um, and through our advocacy with talking with them, we were able to get her a waiver from those and get an emergency medical assistance that was put in place. So she was on medical assistance pending these documents. I think they gave her like six months, which was more than enough time for her to get these documents. And she was able to get her medication the same day that she called us. So these are things that, you know, when you're leaving something like that, you don't really think about how am I going to have health insurance for myself and my children. Um, but it's a big deal, especially when you have these prescriptive medications. So this is something that we like to advocate for when we do these things. And we're we're able to help when sometimes you're running into a county assistance office that says, no, we can't do it without that paperwork. If you do that, you know, give us a call. Um, in general, there are some waivers for domestic violence survivors, intimate partner violence survivors um, that many people and sometimes even county assistance office workers are not aware of. So if you can get coverage, even if you're over certain income limits uh, for nine months, and that's made so that you can get the domestic violence help that you need. Um, so it's, it's, it's usually a short-term fix, and, but call us and then we can sit, figure out if there's a longer-term fix. But that nine months um, is available and it's something that they don't always check, so we're here to help. Thanks for sharing that story, Jake. It's really impressive that you all were able to resolve that within the same day that she called, so very cool. Um, Lauren, can you tell us more about what you all do at PHLP, who you can help, and some of the services you provide? So Pennsylvania Health Law Project is a statewide nonprofit legal organization. We're devoted to helping low-income folks, people with disabilities, the immigrant community, and survivors of crime gain access to public health coverage and services. We specialize in Medicaid and the Medicaid system, which is also known as medical assistance here in Pennsylvania. We have offices across the state, one in Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, and Philadelphia. And folks can give our helpline a call, which will be provided at the end of the podcast. If they're denied Medicaid coverage or services, just having trouble navigating the Medicaid system, or they're uninsured and are interested in determining their eligibility for Medicaid. And then in, in addition to our direct client work, we also are involved in some policy advocacy around the Medicaid system as a whole to be sure that the system is as beneficial as possible to all Pennsylvanians. So before we move on, because I always get confused, can you share the difference between Medicaid and Medicare? So Medicaid is a joint program between both federal and state governments that provides medical care to low-income individuals and families. The Medicaid program has fairly strict eligibility requirements that include both income and resource limits, depending on what category of Medicaid you fall into. You can submit a Medicaid application at any time throughout the year, and Medicaid can cover all your regular health needs, such as doctor's visits, lab work, and also long-term care and in-home services, such as a home health aid. On the other hand, Medicare is a federally funded program and it's mainly for senior citizens, um, but it also works with people who have dis disabilities and have been on um, social security disability for a long period of time. But the US Medicare system is run fairly uniform across the 50 states. It's run by the federal government. It's not something that we deal with here, but if you are having problems with how your Medicaid and Medicare are working together, you can definitely contact us. And if that's not something that we handle, if it's more on the Medicare side, we do have a referral system for that. So if you're having questions about how they work together, I would definitely reach out. 
So earlier, Jake, you shared an example of a survivor that you helped with eligibility, um, but I know you all also can help folks who have been denied coverage, right? Yeah, absolutely. So nearly half of our cases are about service denials. Um, those are when a client is already on Medicaid, so they're not worried about their eligibility. They know they qualify for Medicaid, um, but they are asking for a service that should be covered by Medicaid, or they're not sure if it should be covered, but they're getting a denial notice from their insurance company. And most of the time that denial notice says that that service is not medically necessary. So the most common one we're seeing during the pandemic is people with home health aids that they call PAS. Um, when people are on a waiver program, sometimes they need in-home help and the number of hours of in-home help they get are determined by assessments through their insurance company. And sometimes if those assessments just don't capture everything that these clients need. So we're seeing a lot of cuts to those hours during the pandemic when you would hope during a time like this that you would get as many hours as you could possibly need, um, which it hasn't been the case. Uh, let me give you an example, Jackie. So I had a client who had a traumatic brain injury due to IPD and domestic violence, and she could no longer care for herself due to like physical limitations that that injury had caused. I'm sure that we can all imagine it's just some of those, what those injuries would be. Um, and she was receiving 112 hours per week of care. And she was reduced by her managed care organization, um, which is her insurance company, to 56. So they just cut her hours in half um, without any medical change in her condition. So she hadn't gotten better. She hasn't asked for this reduction. She was assessed by her service coordinator and they just determined that now you only need half these hours. So when we are able to come in with that, our actual contact information is now located on these denial notices you get from the insurance companies. They're like, if you need legal help, call Pennsylvania Health Law Project. So we are able to help with that appeal, get some documents for her from her providers, from the doctor saying that she does need this care and that this assessment is wrong because of X, Y, and Z. We are able to represent her in her appeal hearings and we were able to get those hours restored for her. But it is, this, is, this is happening all over the state and it's happening often. And a lot of people don't think that there's help out there. And these, these notices are long and hard to read. So it's important that when you get one of these that you know that there is help out there. It's not just you against this giant insurance conglomerate. Um, but it's not just those services that are being denied right now. We do, there are home modifications and non-covered medications, like these insurance companies have a list of medications for your ailment, and those are the ones they cover. So we assist in all of those issues. Um, not, we can't always personally represent because there are so many, but we will definitely be available to give advice and help you as best as we can during these, because we know, especially with the Medicaid system, it can become overwhelming and the different insurance companies and county assistance offices seem to interpret these rules differently. So if you have questions, like, like I said, I, like I always say, you know, reach out to us and we'll be here to help. So Lauren, could you share a little bit about how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the services you all provide? So our direct services that we provide here at Pennsylvania Health Law Project have not changed. Although we are continuing to work from home, we're still able to fully serve our clients. Um, however, there is currently a federal public, public health emergency in place, which brings along with it some important Medicaid protections here in Pennsylvania. 
One of these protections is known as the continuous coverage protection, which allows most people to stay on Medicaid until the end of the public health emergency, regardless of if there has been a change to their income or resource limit that would now make them ineligible for Medicaid. Now, there are some exceptions to this rule that I won't get into today, but certainly if you do receive a termination notice for your Medicaid coverage, please reach out to us and we can make sure that this termination is proper. Thanks, Lauren. Jake, can you speak a little bit about the statewide policy advocacy that PHLP does? Sure. Uh, myself and other PHLP staff meet regularly with state officials and policymakers to discuss the issues our clients are seeing and we try to set forth ideas on how to fix them. A uh, large thing is the CHC plans are pretty new to the state of Pennsylvania, um, so that there are a lot of issues coming with this transition period. So we are trying to troubleshoot those issues and we take them to the state officials and hope that they fix them. Uh, most of the time that it does work, if it doesn't, we have taken cases to appeals court um, on behalf of clients, but what we try to do is when clients call our helpline and we see these issues and they're becoming issues that are in this plan and that they're not following what we agreed to, these are big time, like wider issues here that we help. And when we see that this becoming a, you know, a pattern, um, that is where we have a director of policy who will go and speak directly to leaders in Harrisburg about these issues. Um, so even if we're not able to personally represent in all cases, we see that it's an issue and we attempt to solve it in the bigger picture way to help more Pennsylvanians. Yeah, that's so important to be able to look at that bigger picture and try and make those changes so we can prevent those issues from arising in the first place. Right. And we always want a lot of calls, like we want to help as many people, but if people don't have these issues, we will also not be upset. Yeah, I I can relate to that. We always talk about how we'd like to work ourselves out of a job so that right. these issues aren't happening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get it. All right. So to wrap up, um, Lauren, if folks are looking to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So our helpline is the best way to reach us um, to, you know, ask any questions you have or to begin the intake process with us. So our helpline number is 1-800-274-3258. We also have an email address if you feel more comfortable reaching out via email. It's staff, S-T-A-F-F, -F, at P-H-L-P org. Our helpline is open Monday and Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then our email inbox is open at any time for you to send us over an email. Great. We'll make sure to include all of that in the episode description so folks can easily contact you all. But yeah, I just want to say, Lauren and Jake, thank you so much for joining us to talk about the work that you're doing at the Pennsylvania Health Law Project and sharing how it's making a huge impact in the lives of lots of folks, um, including survivors. Thank you for having us, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. It was a lot of fun. Great. So that is all the time we have today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of PA Centered. And you can learn more about PHLP by visiting phlp.org. Thank you.